This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Day nine of the campaign brings us a poll that says that for the third election in a row, the Tánaiste might lose their seat. This is Today FM's Election Daily. Oh, just a little bit of history repeating. Good evening, it's Gavin Riley again here in Today FM Studios in Dublin with another dose of news, analysis and gossip from the campaign trail. It's day nine of election 2016. Unbelievably, just a fortnight from today, it'll all be over, bar the shouting and indeed, of course, bar the voting. And it's a slightly shorter episode today because it's been a curtailed day of campaigning given the big TV3 debate tonight, which generally sees party leaders run for cover and they'll hit debate camp for a few hours. But it's a day that didn't start too well for one of the four participants, Joan Burton, with a front-page story in the Irish Independent devoted to a new constituency poll from Dublin West. The poll showed her in fifth place in a four-seat constituency, where candidates need to get 20% of the vote to be sure of getting a seat. And as Kevin Doyle of the Irish Independent explained... It's not good news for Joan Burton. Joan Burton is is in serious trouble and really she she's going to struggle. Um, but I suppose to explain how that comes about, Leo Varadkar and Sean Donnelly, or Paul Donnelly, sorry, the Sinn Féin candidate out there, are both on 20%. So they're neck and neck and just borderline for a quota. Um, and you would have to say that they, if they can get that on polling day, that there's no way that, that they won't get over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, safe seat syndrome will kick in there and that, that's a concern when you see a poll like this. When you actually study down through the through the, the, the figures, um, Catherine Noon, who's a, a senator and, and was, was landed in that constituency to get on the ticket beside Leo, she's only coming in at 2%, so she doesn't really exist if we're if we're being honest about it and perhaps a little bit cruel um, in the scheme of things. Leo is only on 20%, which isn't, which is, is good enough for him, but isn't going to give him a huge surplus. So there isn't going to be a Bertie Ahern, Cyprian Brady kind of scenario where suddenly he's going to have thousands of votes to give away. And... 43% of people who said they'd give their first preference to Fine Gael, who are, by and large, Leo Varadkar supporters, are going to give their second preference to Labour. The problem will be, if, if Joan Burton does get elected, it is going to be on the back of Leo Varadkar. She is going to have to, to thank him very much. But the problem is, he isn't quite at that level that there's going to be a huge surplus for him to give away. The Tonister herself gave the standard stock response for polls, pointing out that there is only one poll that matters and she also quibbled a little bit with the methodology itself. It is a smaller size sample so therefore the margin for error I think is over 4%. Uh, secondly, uh, it indicates a very high number of undecided votes, of undecided voters. And I have said repeatedly uh, to yourselves and others that in terms of this particular election, I don't think that people will make up their mind. A lot of people won't make up their mind until very close to election day. So John Burton playing it cool. And to be fair, the Irish Times has responded to today's poll in the rival paper by updating its constituency profile and predicting that she gets the seat. Now, as you might have heard in one episode in this podcast last week, the conventional thinking in Irish elections is that when you announce your seat is in trouble, all you end up doing is hardening your own supporters and getting them to pull you over the line. Certainly her deputy leader, Alan Kelly, was giving Joan his full backing. Joan Burton will win her seat and Joan Burton will lead us into the next government. Absolutely. It's not going to be an issue. She will will lead us into the next government. I'm just asking you. I'm just telling you. Right. Can I be very clear about this? Uh, Joan Burton isn't going to lose her seat. Joan Burton will absolutely win her seat. And I believe the people of Dublin West will support her in that. And we will be supporting John Burton, leading us into the next government. Absolutely. And Kenny too said his second in command was made of stern stuff. She's a fighter. She's done a lot to turn around many of the issues insofar as our country is concerned. 
poverty and lack of a job here is the biggest source of inequality in the country. And Joan Burton has driven that, I have to say, uh, as, the, uh, as the Minister for Social Protection and now as Thornishta. So she's a fighter. Uh, I'm glad to see uh, Fine Gael showing up well in, in, in that particular poll, not that I have any great belief in them. But the prospect of losing Joan Burton also brought some wonderment to the face of Micheál Martin, who it seems must be privately banking on working with Labour, given that he's already ruled out Fine Gael and Sinn Féin. In a post-Joan environment, Martin was asked if he could work with Alan Kelly as his Tánaiste. I just look at the strained face of Joan Burton every day and it seems a very difficult proposition. And Micheál was speaking as Fianna Fáil outlined its manifesto, which comes in two documents, one with the actual policy proposals and the other with the costings, as compiled by an economic research agency in Britain. The party says it's spending 8.3 out of the 8.6 billion in fiscal space that it believes is available and it'll use that to abolish water charges, for a few years at least. We've made it clear that we will be abolishing Irish water and that there will be no charges for the next five years. Our key policy, as it has been from uh, over the last number of years, is fix the system first before we levy charges and obviously we consider that situation in 2021. This plan is concentrating on the next five years in particular. In fact, Micheál Martins is the manifesto he's published today is the most prudent one of the major parties and he insists that Fianna Fáil has learned its lessons from the past. Here he is being questioned by Fergal Blaney from the Irish Daily Mail. Micheál, last time Fianna Fáil were in power, they crashed the economy, they drove it off the cliff. And if you weren't driving the car, you were certainly a backseat driver. So shouldn't you be banned for driving for now? Well, first of all, it's interesting that the government's own six million inquiry uh, and its hand-picked majority uh, who sat in that inquiry actually in its conclusions last week uh, said uh, that the blame for, for elements of the crash was shared by the entire political system. We've taken our blame and we've acknowledged that we got things wrong in relation to spending uh, too much and reducing the tax base to too low a level. But we've learned the lessons from that. People passed their verdict on that in 211. We've learned our lessons from that. And that is why we have a very prudent and affordable plan that is weighted on ensuring that we have quality public services um, in, in the next number of years uh, and that we have a better sense of decency in our society uh, and, and, and less of the divisiveness and sectionalism that I think Fine Gael have fostered. Now, there's four major pillars to the manifesto. Jobs and enterprise, cutting costs for families, tackling crime and home ownership and homelessness. Unfortunately, the hard copy had one minor typo in that fairly crucial section and referred to the problem of homelessness. But thankfully, they spotted the mistake in time when they put a sticker on the hard copy so that we wouldn't notice. But a lot of the discussion at the press conference was overshadowed by what the press thought was Micheál Martin's failure to rule out some kind of cooperation with Enda Kenny. He had already ruled out going into government as a junior partner with Fine Gael, and fair enough. But what about the prospect that Fianna Fáil could support Fine Gael from the opposition benches? The people are entitled to a choice. And they're entitled to a choice between a Fianna Fáil-led government and a Fine Gael-led government. So I don't start off on the premise that somehow it's my obligation to put Enda Kenny back into government. I or it's my, no, sorry, this is how I read it, and I just want to make that point very strongly. I don't, and I don't. That's why I'm not, as far as I'm concerned, it is entirely legitimate for me as a leader of a political party uh, to say that I want to maximise my seats and our votes. I'm, I'm not in any shape or form contemplating Enda Kenny in government the next time round, because the majority of people are saying to us, we do not want Enda Kenny as Taoiseach. And we do not want this government back. But it's that final word, contemplate, that people looking for policy gaps keep falling back to. In a way, Micheál Martin's comments are actually very similar to those of Enda Kenny himself, when he was asked about needing the help of independence to form a government. Every time he's asked about whether he would entertain the possibility of some kind of alternative government as a plan B, he simply restates what his preferred plan A 
is for Micheál Martin it's leading a government for Enda Kenny it's Fine Gael and Labour back together maybe just maybe the two of them have more in common than they think 100 to 102 Today FM. Now, anyone who listened yesterday will know that we've also been hitting the doorsteps throughout the campaign with Juliet Gash hitting some areas around the country in what could be bellwether constituencies that'll tell us how exactly general election 2016 is going to go. Last night, she was in Cork South Central to see what's going on in one of Munster's groups of death. Oh, yeah, who's saying you're right? I'm good, are you Sinn Fein? Yeah, how are you giving? Yeah, grand yourselves. Yeah, not too bad. You know, we're planning around the vote. I suppose we're asking people to consider us for the vote. How considering it's time? After an auspicious start, it's clear Donica O'Leary is popular on home turf, calling in on a friend's family. Even the dog loves him. You keep it up the best nice of luck, right? Nice you, you take care. But after losing one seat, Cork South Central is in for a dogfight, nicknamed the constituency of death. I think it's a very challenging constituency. There's no doubt about it. There's five TDs there that would have a, a profile nationally. That said, we're fairly confident. Dunica credits grassroots activism for the support in Toker and says gangland crime and Sinn Féin's call to get rid of the special criminal court isn't an issue here. No, I think most people that are looking to vote for Sinn Féin are looking just for a real alternative that's going to be investing in in their communities in terms of health and housing. Do you think it helps that you're young and you're seen as sort of the new Sinn Féin? Well, what I say is I think it helps, uh, as distinct from the other party candidates, this constituency has been dominated by Fine Fáil, Fine Gael, Labour. When the special criminal court is brought up by a constituent, it's swiftly dealt with. People deserve a fair trial, like, you know, that's really what it's about. But it's not as big an issue as some people are trying to make it. But some problems seem insurmountable, and not just for Sinn Féin. This voter told Donica of his frustration at trying to get respite for his special needs son, who needs 24-hour care. They're the forgotten people after 18. Yeah, I know. He's 22 years of age, you know what for? Because he's special needs. I should be voting on his behalf. Uh, he, he can vote though, can he? He can, sure, he can walk, he can yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a nappy. For him, he's scared, then, so I should be able to vote on his behalf. As the canvas continues, Dunica's popularity, at least in Toker, becomes even more obvious. I just saw a tweet there, somebody was there, there saying for you to marry or something. I just yeah. read it there and yeah. then I looked at it. Have you had many proposals? <laughs> Loads, yeah. <laughs> and the old adage of all politics is local rings true. Number one, he's local, which is very important. I mean, he's brought up in the area. And I mean, if we can't support our own number one, who can we support? Juliet Gash, Today FM News, Toker in Cork. Helen Vole, meanwhile, has been showering off the mud that she got from the Martin Granite yesterday and she's been back in Dublin city centre where she's been hearing about access to schools for children who haven't been baptised. She's been meeting one mother in South Dublin who says her four-year-old was turned away from nine local schools just because he wasn't baptised. Helen Vaughan's been in the talking taxi. This is Oscar and he's going to volunteer educate together this morning and since he started there in September he, he leaves in the morning happy and he comes home in the afternoon happy. And this is Sive. Sive is going to pre-Montessori this morning. So Oscar, do you want to come in here, darling? On the school run with Ruth Moran and two of her three children in South Dublin. But getting Oscar into a local school was a battle for Ruth, who was turned down by nine schools, she says, because her child is not baptised. So I, at that point, went around virtually begging for a place for my school, which, you know, at the end of the day, with the burden of taxation that we're all experiencing, I don't think that's something that young families should have to endure. Where are we going, Oscar? Can you? What school is that? Um, 
She registered Oscar for a school in Ranelagh when he was just three weeks old and it was a five-year fight to actually get him a place. It's desperately frustrating. Um, my husband's self-employed. He employs four or five guys, contributes a considerable amount of money to the exchequer. With the burden of taxation, um, we felt that we just don't get value for money in this regard. Who knows what it is? Logging. A microphone. A microphone, Kyle. Oscar finally got a place in the local Educate Together school in Ballantyre. She sings. She sings. But Ruth says that religion-based admissions to schools will be a key decider in who she votes for at this election. Absolutely. Um, every, mem- every parent in this school is now at the point of approaching all of our local candidates and asking the question about where they stand in regards to the equality in education. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News, in Ballantyre, in South Dublin. Finally, a couple of bits and bobs to bring you to close, and unfortunately it's been a day that Joan Burton would so far want to forget. Not only was there that disappointing opinion poll earlier in the day, but as she had tried to dress the media about it, she ended up talking over half their microphones. Oh, God. That wasn't your fault, it just went by itself. I know, I know, I know. Uh, a couple of other things. On Twitter this afternoon, a few people seemed quite excited that Fine Gael's website looked like it had been hacked. But it transpires the website they were sharing isn't actually a Fine Gael website at all. It's finnegale2016.com rather than finnegale.com and it's been set up by some anonymous user to poke fun at the failings in the five-point plan. But it did also include an election video game that Finnegale put up on their own site five years ago and it reminds us of just how terribly brilliant the game was, especially for the sound effects of a cartoon Enda Kenny falling over some traffic cones. Now that's been another distraction after two resurgences of Back to the Future today. The Labour Party's posted a photograph on Twitter posting fun at Micheál Martin's refusal to rule out putting former ministers like Mary Hannafin or Willie O'Dea back into the cabinet if Fianna Fáil were in power. It says Fianna Fáil, of course, wants to take us back to the future. But that, and this is a sentence you don't often hear, that is only the second best Back to the Future reference from the campaign trail today. Finnegale's Martin Hayden in Kildare South has put out an elaborate three-minute YouTube video of himself wearing Marty McFly's trademark body warmer, while Finnegale councillor Darren Scully arrives in his DeLorean. The future of Kildare South, and the country depends on it. Why, Doc? I'm busy right now. This is about to come. No, Marty, it's not you for another week. Look, Marty, you've got to come. We've got to remind the voters of the great work you've done in this constituency over the past five years. If we don't, the consequences are dire. You will lose your seat, we won't have a stable government, and Kildare won't win the All-Ireland in 2019! Okay, Doc, but I'll have to say goodbye to the wife and kids first. Great Scott, when did that happen? Worth noting there, though, Darren Scully, who plays Doc Brown, is that Fine Gael councillor from NACE who said a few years back that he would no longer represent black Africans. One YouTube commenter notes that Doc Brown is probably the only Brown that Darren will have anything to do with. And one final matter to bring you up to speed with. We launched this podcast a day late last week, so we didn't get to showcase the election anthem of Michael Healy Ray in Kerry. Make your vote and pray that he goes all the way. He's flat to the mat with his black cap and there's no time for Tay. But vote him one or vote him two, vote him anyway. Make the diff and vote him in. It's Michael Healy Ray. 
But the family might now need to start on a second song because it's announced today it's running two candidates. Michael's brother Danny Healy Ray will now join him on the ballot paper in what could be a historic first. If they both get elected, and they're splitting the county between them just as two party colleagues would, they would be the first brothers ever to serve in the same constituency at the same time. That's our lot for today. As ever, you can email me, gryley at todayfm.com or message me on Twitter. My username is at GavRiley. I'm Gavin Riley. We'll see you tomorrow for more Election Daily. to 102 Today FM.